Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. It's Kayla. I'm so happy you're able to join us today because we are all still so directionally challenged. We thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we were in our 30s, but surprise, we don't. And that's okay. It really is okay. And today I am sitting down with someone who I am so excited to share with you. Her name is Nejwa Zabian. And she has had a unique journey breaking out of the mold that society and culture suffocated her with. She has been an inspiration to millions worldwide, a trailblazing voice for women, many of which have chosen to tattoo her words on their bodies. Her ability to articulate soul deep feelings is what sets her apart from the rest of the world. Through her five books, her podcast, and her own digital school, she continues to give a voice to countless souls out there aching to be heard. She is truly an exceptional individual. I'm excited to share with you my conversation with Nejwa Zabian. And I am here with Nejwa Zabian. I am so honored to have you here. There's so much to cover with you because you are 
so eloquent in so many different topics and you have so much to share. When I was researching for this, I found myself almost overwhelmed with everything that you do because I didn't really know where to start. And so what I where, where I want to start with you is I want to read one of your quotes for everyone because I think it is just fantastic. And it says, each one of us has a story beyond what you see, a story that is soul deep. And there are lessons to be learned from all of our stories. And you have been such a trailblazing voice for women for so many years. Many of us already know your story, myself included. But for those that are listening that have yet to hear it, can I take you back to what brought you to write Mind Platter, your very first collection of poetry and prose back in 2016. I mean, this was your journal. This was your experience living in silence, your experience of having fate push you to a place that you didn't feel you belonged. And you were born in Lebanon and then moved to Canada when you were 16 due to the war. Would you mind sharing with us who you were and what your life was at that point? Absolutely. Thank you for doing so much research on me. I do believe that, you know, we are a collective of stories. It's not just that we have that one story. But if I were to put one overarching theme on my story, it would be the search for a home, the search for that feeling of I actually mean something to someone. I'm a priority to someone. I'm seen, I'm heard, like truly for who I am. I could rest all the pieces of me on someone and not feel like I'm a burden. So that is what I remember my childhood being like. Always having that ache to feel like I was important to anyone. So having to live that way as a child, not being able to label what you're going through, right? Like as children, we don't know what the words bullying and isolation and loneliness and depression and belong. We don't know what those things mean, right? We just know how it feels. And I always felt too small. I always felt like I had to repeat myself more than once to be heard or looked at. I always felt like what all the other kids around me got, I it simply was out of my reach just because that's how my reality was. So in a way I matured at a very matured, I'm putting air quotes here, at a very young age because I just had to internalize that this is just how my life is. I'm never going to get that feeling of you're a very important piece, a very unique piece in a bigger picture. It was always just you know, that feeling of isolation. So the first time that I actually put pen to paper that I remember was when I was 13 years old, a friend of mine in Lebanon gifted me a journal for my birthday. And I vividly remember the first time I wrote in it, just the feeling of unburdening myself, like the feeling of, oh, wow, like I'm being heard. I'm being seen by none other than myself. Like I was kind of giving myself a therapy session just by validating my own experience for myself. So for the next three years, that's what I did. Every time something would happen, I would open that journal and write in it. And it became my home because at the time, and I'm sure many people who are aware of my story will know this part. I lived with multiple relatives because my parents traveled quite a bit between Canada and Lebanon. So I lived with aunts and uncles and my sister. And so I never had that consistent place to go to at the end of the day to say, hey, look at what happened with me today. Like I even remember going through having my ulcer almost explode and my parents weren't around. I was living at my uncle's and it it was such a minimized experience, but to me it was so huge. It was so painful, but I always had to just be like, oh, well, this is what's happening and there's nothing I can do. Like I, I, I took these messages from the world around me that said what you're going through isn't important enough. And I internalized that same message. Right. So, but writing in my journal was the only time that I could give those experiences, the importance that I knew they had for me. So at 16 years of age, it was actually right on my 16th birthday. I was coming to Canada to visit my family and the war broke out in Lebanon two weeks later. So there was no way to go back. And I can't, explain to you what the feeling of 
displacement did to me. Had I visited Canada before? Yes, I came almost every summer for the past few years. I spoke English fluently. I, you know, people in high school thought, oh, she just transferred from another school. They didn't think I came from another country. So the these elements weren't struggles, but like the element of the language, the element of, you know, being able to get by and and doing well in school because I was such a high achiever in Lebanon, but feeling like I'm in a brand new place where, you know, back home, Arabic was my first language. I spoke Arabic fluently to everybody, and now I have to speak in English. And that takes, it kind of creates a new personality for you because, you know, languages have a huge impact and just looking different from everybody else and not knowing, you know, what the rules were in school and being too shy to ask questions. I just constantly felt like I was being pushed to accept that I have to stay in this country. I can't go back home where I was raised, even though, you know, that was no ideal place for me to be in because of that emotional turmoil that I was in at all times. But at least I had control over it. I had found a way to deal with it. And that way was to write. And now all writing did to me was make me aware of how much pain I was in and also make me aware that there was absolutely nothing I could do about it. So I felt helpless. So it was like this spillage of pain that had absolutely nowhere to go other than that journal. And that was it. And it was like, there's nothing you can do about this. So I'll never forget this night. I just ripped up my journal into shreds and said, I'm never writing again. And I didn't write for about seven years until I became a teacher and had a group of students come in. And they were my first group of students and they were refugees from Libya. The war had broken out that year too. They were from grades two to grade eight. And I remember the principal was like, these are your responsibility till the end of the year. And I looked at them and could feel that the look on their faces was the look I had when I was 16 years old and came to this new place and thought like, I don't know anybody. I don't have any friends. And, you know, I used to do so well back home. How do I know I'm going to do that here? And I just looked at them and something inside of me said, you need to tell these kids they don't need to fight for a place. They have one. You fought for one for years. You still are, but you know very well looking at them that They already do have a place here, so you need to teach them that. So in a way, I was helping them heal, also helping my 16-year-old self who never healed to heal at the same time. And it was through those writings that made it to Mind Platter that I allowed myself to heal while helping them heal at the same time. So that's the story. That's one story within a story. <laughs> oh, and, and it's just, I can't even imagine because I think being 16 in general is a wildly difficult time in life. And then you add everything that you just said on top of that and feeling that displacement. And what's so incredible about what you've been able to do with your experience is there's now a book out there, basically, that is there to guide people. And don't you wish that 16 year old Nejwa was able to have a book and a guidance like that. And so not only were you able to be there for your students, it's now out there in the world for anyone else that experiences that and or is experiencing that right now, anyone listening right now that is relates to this and how beautiful that is. So what how amazing you are to have made such an incredible piece of literature out there to truly help people. And and I know that was just the beginning. No, I I really mean that. And those who can't see, I'm like, I tears in my eyes because I am so moved by your story and I'm grateful to have you on to be able to share this. I think you talk a lot about healing in your teachings and one of your teachings is to help us own our pain in order to begin our healing. So instead of, I guess, ripping that journal up to continue the healing process because what you did is it stopped for seven years for you. And so you teach that you know it's important to heal. And I'm so happy to hear that your students were able to do that for you. And this brings us to your new book. It's called Trust Your Heart, Lead Your Journey to Self-Discovery from Within. And the very first, I mean, it's such a good book, but the very first sentence catches you right away. And it's so, it's so good. You guys, the first sentence of her book says, I don't think people know how hard it is to trust someone. And that is such a powerful statement. It is so true. 
and you write about how now at this point in your life, you found yourself in a relationship where you trusted someone else more than you trusted yourself. And that is what this book is here to do, to help us self-reflect in an effort to better understand why we don't trust the most important person ourselves. And I am guilty of this too. And that's why it spoke to me so much. I listen to other people's preferences, what everyone else thinks first and act from there as opposed to stopping and listening to my own inner voice. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think all of us at some point are guilty of this. And it's only at the point where you become so aware that why is it that I trust so many other people over trusting myself. And it's like, there's a difference between saying I trust myself and actually proving to yourself that you trust yourself. Many of us look back at experiences where we thought we trusted ourselves, but what our actions showed is that we trusted someone else. For example, when somebody's recollection of an experience you went through comes at odds with your recollection of what happened, with your knowledge of what happened, but you somehow give their recollection a higher power than your own and say, you know, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. That's a clear example of you trusting someone else over trusting yourself. So when we look at our actions, we are very likely to really awaken to this reality that for most of our lives, we've been trusting other people over our own trust in ourselves. And so what happened with me was I kind of had this inner crisis where I was like, but I know my value. I know my worth. How could I have trusted someone else to make my life better? How could I have trusted someone else to lead me to a place where I would feel better about myself? How could I have trusted someone else to make a decision to want to be with me or to want to love me for me to say I deserve to be loved or for me to say I deserve to be chosen by someone. And, I, you know, the application of what I was doing was so different from what I knew. And so I was like, what is it? Like, what's the missing link? Oh, I actually don't know who I am. So would I trust someone that I don't know? So you'll notice in Trust Your Heart, I gave the example of a stranger on the street just approaching you and saying, come with me to this place. And if you don't know them, do you trust going with them? Obviously not. So how do you say you trust yourself if you don't truly know who you are and not just who you are in this moment, but going back to the stories we were talking about earlier, who are you with the collective of stories that have led you to be who you are right now? What are your triggers? What are your traumas? What are your sensitive points? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses, your vulnerabilities? To know all of that, is the foundation for you to say, I trust myself. You have to know who you're trusting. So that's why self-discovery, like the, the it's trust your heart, lead your journey to self-discovery from within. Self-discovery is so important. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic out of botulinum toxin A is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. And we're back. For those who haven't read the book, how, and obviously we don't want to give away anything. What we want is you all need to go buy this book, obviously. It is fantastic. What are some things that you are willing to share as to help us figure out how to trust ourselves? Well, there's so much I'm willing to say. First of all, for those of you who do want to read it or listen to it, it's on script and you can actually get a free 60-day trial if you go on my page and you can read it and listen to it in my voice. I want everybody to listen to it because the journey I took to be able to write this was in alignment with everything else I've written before, but it's a different angle because I talk a lot about my own experiences and relationships, situationships, just trusting people in general, going back to my childhood traumas. The first thing I'll say is... There's one section where I say, break the dam of strength you have within you. And what I mean by that is stop resisting feeling the pain of what you went through. Earlier you said, you know, you say, own your pain. That's exactly what I mean. There is no good. I mean, it might serve you at one point in your healing to be in denial. That's one of the stages of grief. But it does you no good in the long term in your healing journey to say, I should not have gone through that. Someone like me 
should not have gone through that. I am not going to allow this pain to bring me down. I'm not going to allow them to see me hurt. It will do you no good. That pain hit you. If somebody aimed an arrow at you, it doesn't matter whether you deserved it or not. Obviously, you don't deserve it. But did it hit you? Yes. Did it hurt you? Yes. Did it cause an injury? Yes. Does it need repair? Does it need a recovery time? Yes. Same thing with any kind of pain. So it does you no good to say, I'm a strong person. I'm not going to feel this. So imagine that you have a dam within you, a dam of strength and this, you know, the gush of pain is just hitting up against it. And all you're doing is creating that inner resistance. And what happens is on the surface, you become so sensitive to any kind of other pain. You just, you can't deal with things. You know, we talk a lot about attachment styles and you hear people talking about people being avoidant. And one thing I've noticed with avoidance is they can't deal with any kind of conflict. And that's usually what happens is that you get to a point where Because you have so much unresolved pain within you, any prompt that pushes you to deal with any new pain, any new conflict will just be like, no, I don't want to deal with this. And it's because you have this emotional debt that is waiting for you to tend to it. So that's one of the most important things is in another book of mine, I wrote, don't look down upon a pain that is towering over you. And that's really deep. Like, don't say, I'm too big for this. Or that's not for me. Just what did you go through? Sit down and talk about it and feel it and talk about it with people that you trust, not just with anybody. Sometimes we do that to build bonds with other people. But again, if you're if you're doing it just so that you could feel heard when you yourself haven't heard yourself it's not going to do you any good in the long term. That's one thing I'll say. The other thing I'll say is, and this is, again, to me, this showed me the level of maturity I've achieved, you know, over the years of writing. It's been about seven years. And this was the first time in my life that I wrote about something like this in this way, where, you know, sometimes we get to a point in our lives where we say, I'm never again going to open up to someone else. And there's a whole section about this in Trust Your Heart. This never again. I used to always look at it and say, like, that makes me so, it makes me feel like I've allowed past pains to change me. Because naturally, I am somebody who wants to be vulnerable. Naturally, I am somebody who wants to connect with others. I want to be heard and seen. I want somebody to see all of me, not just the beautiful parts and the great parts. And I want somebody to be able to hold me at my worst. So for me to say never again will I be vulnerable with someone because, you know, one day they might show me that I made a mistake because they're using against me what I've shown them. And, and so I started judging myself. I'm like, you know, this goes against everything you believe in. Like you tell people be vulnerable. So what am I doing here? So entrust your heart, the revelation that came to me after obviously years of therapy and introspection is that part of me that's saying never again is a part of me that's trying to protect me. And instead of me saying thank you for trying to protect me, I'm getting emotional as I'm talking about this. Instead of me saying thank you for trying to protect me, I was sitting there judging that part and saying, like, why are you part of me? Go away. That part sees the pain I went through. That part is saying, I never again want you to feel that pain anymore. So Instead of judging that part, I need to come to it with self-compassion and sit with it and say, okay, what are you trying to protect me from? What I love so much is you say, plan to be there for yourself. And this alone, just the sentence is so powerful. I feel like you could put it on your journal, write it, put it on your wall, put it anywhere that you see all, all every day. And as you're saying this, I, I think this is what you mean by that, right? Yes. A big part of planning to be there for yourself is to 
Look at all the parts of you that you know at some point become stronger, like a part of you that becomes resistant to opening up, a part of you that says never again, a part of you that says, you know, don't do this because it's a cause for shame. So in knowing, for example, a practical example is many of us get super lonely when we're alone at night. Friday night, Saturday night, when it's the weekend and we're thinking, oh, everybody else is out and having fun. And those are the sensitive periods of time when when we have a plan ahead of time for what we will do during times like that. We stop ourselves from submitting to wanting external validation or submitting to, you know, saying, oh, maybe that person wasn't so bad, you know, I'll, I'll talk to them or I'll go hang out with them. When you plan to be there for yourself, you know every single part of you that you either perceive as weak or strong, and you know, you learn to anticipate when they are going to start taking over and you remind yourself and them that at the end of the day, you are the leader. So think about this analogy as like you're driving a car. You are the driver. You know, uh, judgment might be sitting beside you or in the back seat, but judgment isn't the one driving the car. You are. So you have to be the one who trusts. I know where we're going. You know, you're not going to sometimes when you're driving and, and you're hearing commotion in the back, you just you can't focus. Right. But part of planning to be there for yourself is learning this internal internal mechanism of canceling the noise around you or listening to it like it's a child and saying, you know, we're going to get there soon. Uh, trust me, I know where we're going. So that plan is so important because every one of us has different needs. Every one of us has that unique story, that unique, you just know what you need to do for yourself. And when you put that into action, you are putting self-trust into action and saying, I I'm going to be there for myself instead of just blindly waiting for the moments when I know I'm going to be very vulnerable and I might subject myself to bad things that I actually have decided and have known for a long time aren't good for me. I'm the one who's going to be in control and I know what I need during moments like that. And just the simple step of caring for yourself and and acknowledging that there will be times in the future that you'll experience that and being prepared for that. I mean, that's loving yourself and accepting yourself on a whole other level. You know, you talk about it, how you experience heartbreak, then you get to know yourself beyond the heartbreak. But then it's really important to redefine what a relationship looks like to you. I mean, this sounds so great in theory, but I think it can be so much more difficult to do. So what can you share with us in this regard? One of the most fascinating things to me is that we get to a point in our lives when it's time to, you know, a, a relationship presents itself or we get curious about other people and we don't recognize that the relationships that we grew up around or the beliefs about how relationships should be that we grew up around are, they are the ones who are going to be in the driver's seat. As long as we are not aware, oh, that's wrong. I actually don't believe that this should happen in relationships. So I reflected on my own life when I was younger, growing up in Lebanon, you know, it's a very patriarchal environment that I was living in. And it was so accepted. Like I didn't even think, oh, this is wrong. Like you, you just see how everybody around you is, what the role of a man is, what the role of a woman is. And you just internalize, that's what I'm going to do one day. And even though when I grew up to be an adult, I got exposed to even more relationships, but the familiar was those relationships that I grew up around. And so my beliefs about relationships led me to be in situationships or relationships where I relived and reenacted the role of, you know, a vulnerable woman who just wants to be saved and wants to be led in a certain direction. And even though logically I knew I didn't want that, it's like my body knew that's what the familiar is. And I do talk and trust your heart about discerning between familiarity that feels because familiarity is safe. 
is it actual safety where you are able to be open and vulnerable and just be yourself? Or is it the kind of safety that's like, I'm protecting myself. And it's like that familiarity is protecting yourself from what it would mean if you actually stood up and said, I actually don't believe that a relationship should be this way. Like, let's say you grew up around abuse. You might think, oh, like everybody goes through this and you have to live through it and you have to be patient. And if you grew up around a very heavy religious background, you might be surrounded by certain messages. You have to go back to those relationships that shaped for you what it means to be a good person in that relationship or a good partner and redefine for yourself based on what you know now, what it is that you now believe in. Like many people, for example, who have lived through situations of abuse, learn something called unconditional loyalty, where it's like, it doesn't matter how much this person hurts you, you stay, because staying means that you love them. So if you grew up in that way, guess what? That's what you're going to do. So now once these things become part of your awareness, now you have the ability to say, well, I understand why I have believed this for as long as I did, but I know that I have the power to change that and I will. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAS10. That's S-O-L. D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAS10 for 10% off. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. We have a lot of younger listeners on this podcast, and I just think this message is so important for them to hear. And, you know, I feel like if I would have had this perspective at a young age, it would have changed and saved me from turmoil in life. And so I'm just really grateful to be having this conversation with you. Huh. Well, for, for anybody listening, I just want to say that if you have found yourself spending an X number of years falling into certain patterns and maybe you're judging yourself or maybe you're saying, you know, I knew better, but I just felt so weak in those moments. Don't ever look back at a moment when you did something that now you reflect back on and say, I shouldn't have done that because I knew better. 
Because if you truly, at a soul level, knew better, you would have done better. But knowing better mentally without knowing better with your body and what it's lived through, those are two different things. So number one, do not judge yourself. Do not have regrets. Just accept that you acted the way you did in certain moments because you genuinely thought you could not survive any other option. So give yourself that compassion. I think that's very important. I want to talk about your podcast for a minute because you have such an incredible podcast. You know, it's I was listening and you were talking about the comparison trap. And that is something that I am so guilty of and I related to instantly. But what's interesting about your perspective on it is, you know, you talk about comparing ourselves to someone else, but then you take it even deeper and you talk about comparing ourselves to this ultimate version of ourselves that we think should exist, that doesn't actually exist. And that was revolutionary for me. Can you speak to us a little bit more? Speak to me a little bit more about this because, you know, again, this is one of those things where I wish I would have had this perspective because I realized that is absolutely something I do all the time. I compare myself not to other people. Well, yes, to other people, but most of the time I'm comparing myself to this version of myself that doesn't even exist that I put on a pedestal and how detrimental that can be. Yes. Like you are being so hard on yourself. And usually that's not even you being hard on yourself. That goes back to how you were held to such a high moral standard when you were younger. Like, you know better, you're mature, you're this, you're that. And so you have to recognize first, that that voice that's judging you saying like, you're better than this. Why are you behaving this way? First of all, that very well might not be stemming from you. And second of all, if it is stemming from you, don't let, look at it in a negative way. Look at it as, oh, I'm getting goosebumps because <laughs> look at it as future you inviting you to be with her or with them. I, And the reason I'm getting goosebumps is I I just recently wrote a letter to future me and the, the woman I want to be. And I wrote in one part that, you know, I see you extending your hand to me saying, come like this place is free and liberated and courageous and strong. I I see you doing that, but I'm so afraid. And now I'm walking in your shadow, but I know one day I'll walk beside you. So, don't look at it negatively. Look at it as, wow, my future self is actually calling me to live the life that I know I want to live. Don't judge yourself for falling short of who that future self is because you need to stop drawing the separation between you and who you want to be. You are becoming who it is that you want to be. So when you find yourself in that, you know, endless comparison between who you are now and who you know, and you believe you need to be, and if it's truly like, if you sit down and say, is that actually who I want to be? Or am I just being super hard on myself? And have I defined who I want to be by who I've been taught I needed to be? Like, make sure that who you are comparing yourself in the future is exactly who you 100% would like to be. And once you get to that point, instead of saying, oh, I can't believe I'm not behaving like future me would behave and I'm not believing about myself what future me believes about herself, let go of the judgment and look at it as I'm so eager to be her. I'm so eager to get to that place where I can do that, but I am aware that if it took me, now right now I'm turning 33 and next month, if it took me 33 years of my life of living a certain way, I cannot expect that within a day or two, I unlearn, I unburden, I get rid of all the beliefs and and start living as my future self. There's going to be a period of time. I've said before, the poison of pain took time to enter you. It will take time to leave. Everything you've learned about yourself and everything 
look at your survival mode. What defines your survival mode, which is if you want to imagine it as practically as possible, it's like a bubble around yourself where you think if I step outside of this, I'm going to be dead. Like I, I can't, you know how sometimes you say like, I'd rather die than say no to this person, right? That's, that's speaking to your survival mode. So if it took you so many years living in this survival mode, breaking out of it isn't going to be just as simple as logically thinking, I need to break out of this. Your body is going to go through so much where you're going to learn exactly why you felt trapped for so many years. And it's a journey. It's a journey. And as you are walking towards that future self of yours, your future self of yours is also going to be evolving new ways of thinking and new ways of being. And it's always going to be that beautiful, like, walk together, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, it's it's so funny because once you say it, it feels like it's doable. It feels like that, that uh, I don't want to say simple because it, this kind of self-work is never simple, but it does feel like it's a simple change of mentality that makes it feel doable and actionable and something that can really begin to change. And what I'm getting from our conversation, most importantly, is, you know, being kind and gentle to yourself through all of this and getting rid of the judgment. And what a wonderful way to be, to treat ourselves because we already have so much judgment and from society and on, you know, even our loved ones, they, they're going to judge us. And, and so if we can try to not do the same to ourselves, what a wonderful way to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. And also don't get too stuck in your mind and your logic, right? It is simple, but it's also hard work because you have to listen to your body. So a lot of the work that I've done and a lot of the work that I advise people to do is let's say there's a particularly difficult memory that you went through. And let's say, and trust your heart, I talk about the memory of finding text messages that, you know, I understood immediately it was emotional cheating. And how for the longest time I just didn't want to go back because every time I would think about it, I would, I would feel like my body would freeze and panic and it was just too upsetting for me. So I, I decided, okay, let's approach this, you know, lightly. Let me just go back to the few minutes before walking into that room and just what feelings were going through my body and actually allowing my body to feel what it felt in those moments and to comfort it in the way that it needs. So one of the things I ended up doing when I thought back to the moment I actually saw those messages and what happened then was, you know, severe hyperventilating, crying, like I just, I was in disbelief. So to allow myself to go back, I, I was reliving that in my body. But instead of just stopping at that and having no resolution, that response was kind of trapped in my body. Now that I was reliving it, I allowed myself to really sit with my body and say, what do you need right now? And, you know, I could feel myself giving myself a hug. I could feel myself, you know, comforting myself in a way like one of the most common responses I usually have is I'll find myself getting into the fetal position because I'm really trying to protect myself from something and just allowing my body to unclench to feel like it's one like whole altogether and that I don't need to be in this position where I'm trying to protect myself or you know, after that, I might get up and I might start moving my arms in a motion where it's not towards my body, but it's away from. It could be that I'm expressing my anger. It could be coupled with that, where I'm saying all the things I wish I said in the moment, but I felt I couldn't. And it was way too much for me to do that. So there is so much power in allowing your body not only to go back to difficult memories where you didn't fully resolve them, but also give it what it needs, what it needed back then, give it to it now. That's true, genuine healing. So again, it's not about what we know. It's not just the knowledge. Knowledge is power, but actual application within your body and, and releasing your body from all the chains, imaginary chains it thought it had on itself for so many years, that's true liberation. Mm. 
Oh, I love that. Oh, okay. Before I let you go, I want to talk about Soul Academy because when I read about this, I I was just so happy instantaneously that it existed in our world. So it's a digital academy designed to help transform from the inside out. So a lot of what we've been talking about and the purpose is for people to find clarity and confidence to create the life that you love. And this is available to anyone, right? Yes. Yes. So I started Soul Academy because, well, I'm a teacher by trade. I actually just finished my doctorate in education. That's how passionate I I am. You finished. Congratulations. I read that you were in the process of. So congratulations. Now I'm done. I just recently (laughs) graduated a few months ago. and, And like the power that education holds is endless. Like I can't even put it to words. And so I wanted to be able to you know, spread my wings outside of the walls of a classroom and move into the classroom of the world and talk about topics that I'm really passionate about. So the whole idea was to, you know, have courses that have to do with healing. And the biggest topic I always got asked about was letting go. How do I let go? So the first course, which is available now in Soul Academy, is about letting go. And so in there, I talk about letting go of places and people and dreams and who you thought you needed to be. And I talk about the price of holding on and the price of letting go. And, you know, it's been really successful. And every person who's taken the course has come back with really positive feedback. So, you know, everything I've done up to this point in my life, including Trust Your Heart, is just it's a continuation of the person that I am becoming and all the lessons I'm learning. And, you know, this has truly transformed my life. And I just know that it will transform so many other people's lives. Well, thank you. Thank you for creating it and putting it out there for everyone. Thank you for joining me today and going there with me and being vulnerable. And I'm just really grateful for your time and for you. And this is such a wonderful episode. I can't wait for everyone to hear it. I'm really grateful that I got to speak to you and hopefully we'll have many more conversations. Thank you for having me on. And I hope that every person who listens to this, just if if they walk away with one thing, I hope it is when you are feeling any kind of turmoil or, you know, lack of clarity, or I don't know what to do, or you're just in that state where you are, you feel like you're frozen, whatever it is, just remember these two words and they will change your life. Trust yourself. You know what is best for you. Trust yourself, trust your body, trust your mind, trust your heart, trust your soul. They know what is best for you. And if you say it enough times, you will become your own hero. You will become your own rescuer and you will be your own home. Ah, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's end it there. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited for everybody to listen to this. Well, after talking to her, I'm definitely getting a journal immediately and writing it down. It's something I used to do as a teen and as a 20 something. And I don't think I've done it in my 30s. And it's interesting because I've gotten my daughter a little journal. And though she can't write words, she's doodling. And I want her to have an ability to express herself. But I haven't done that for myself yet. And so that's something I'm going to do to get to know myself better. Because after having that conversation, I'm realizing although I love myself and accept myself, there's a lot I need to dig into. So I'm excited for that. I'm a little nervous for it too. But It's just interesting, the simple power of pen to paper and what it can do. So I hope you guys got as much from this episode as I did. Uh, We have another great one coming for you next week. Until then, take care. And advertising partnership with ACAST.